I just am of the opinion that I don't want to make enemies with people who I actually might have to be at picnics with. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just tell you all that these are all my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all. So if you are new, welcome to the podcast. If you have been with me for a while, thank y'all. Welcome back. We are back in it, y'all, with another episode, and I'm going to start, as I always start, with a book review. Now, this book is actually a book I read a little earlier this year, and I just never ended up putting it in the podcast. And so I am going to share with you all this book. The book is called The Wide Circumference of Love, and it is by Marita Golden. It came out in 2019. I read it and I have three words for you. Detailed, well-paced, and bittersweet. Now, detailed. This book is basically about a woman who is growing old with her husband who is diagnosed with dementia. And it is her journey, her journey in just being there supporting him in the home and trying to wrap her mind around the fact that he's not the same man that she married. They have two children and it's also about their relationships with their father and their mother and how his illness impacts all of them. And it is detailed, it's very well detailed. The writing is well detailed. She really makes the moments pop with such great details, details about what they are doing in any given moment, what he's doing in his failing memory, what their routines are, the scenes. I just thought that there were some great details that really moved the story along. Second word, well-paced. Now, this is a well-paced book. And the interesting thing when it comes to books about memory and loss there's usually a slower, more meditative pace to the book, right? It's not like a crime novel when you just want to get to the next page. What happens next? And what happens next? And you just have to, you're like in that rush to find out something new. No, these type of novels are typically very reflective in nature. And I thought she did a great job with it. Great job with just pacing the story along. There are things that are happening There are changing dynamics in the relationships and you want to move forward and learn more about how one particular action is going to impact one character or the other or a memory, how that memory is going to come up and really shake a character or make a character really reflect. And at the same time, there are moments where you just sit with the text and you think, wow, that's something else. What would I do in that situation? Or that's tough. Let me just think about that. Let me chew on this for a bit. And so I thought it was well-paced. And finally, bittersweet. Now, I I think from childhood, always had an affinity 
towards older people. (laughs) I have. I grew up always around my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, and really admiring her and just always, always around her. Whenever I could, I would just kind of sit under her and glean from her knowledge. And that also meant going to these different activities and social and civic club events and church events with a lot of older people as well. And so I spent a lot of my childhood around older people and just love the type of storytelling that tells about this part of life. And so I think for me, it was bittersweet. Also, my great-grandfather was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and I did not know him before Alzheimer's. He had already been diagnosed by the time I was born. But because I was so close to my grandmother, am so close to my grandmother, I was able to see how she cared for my great-grandfather. And she was his primary caretaker until the end of his life. And so I was there. I was on that journey with her as a child, though. But I watched how she took care of him. And I watched how the illness really took him down in that progression. And so it was bittersweet in a personal sense for me just to be reminded of that period of my life as a child, watching and helping in that caretaking of my great-grandfather in the ways that I could. And I did that eagerly. So it was bittersweet. I mean, even if you don't have an experience with a loved one who has been diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's, it's it's bittersweet. You see the protagonist wrestle with her feelings, wrestle with this loss and make tough decisions. And there are some that are really sad moments and and then there are sweet moments and I really enjoy that type of storyline. It was it was really the type of storyline that just makes me get all into my my feelings and and just reflect. And it actually did really inspire me later on down the line this year in my own storytelling. Just the topic of dementia inspired me to write a story. And and so that is definitely, or many stories, I should say. And it it comes from my own childhood. So there's that inspiration, but it also was sparked again by reading this book. And I haven't read a book like this in quite a long time with this particular subject matter. So that is The Wide Circumference of Love by Marita Golden. Check it out if you so choose. All right, moving on to the topic of the day, y'all. Okay, so I live a positive lifestyle. That's just me. I'm an optimist. When you're around me, I'm trying to share positivity. And I have my moments, right? You have those moments where you're going through things. And, you know, whether it's personal or whether it's something happening in a family member's life or friend, you know, you, you carry some things and I carry things sometimes. But I am an optimist and very much try to curate my life so that there is positivity that I'm listening to, that I am watching, that I am seeing, and other aspects that I am interacting with, right? Just positive things. And it's kind of funny because I was thinking, I was on Facebook looking at some stuff because if you've listened to the podcast, you know that in the community that I am in particularly, everything's on Facebook, like all the things that are being given away, even like official channels, information about the installation, it goes on Facebook. And so I'm there quite often these days, especially in my Facebook groups. 
And, you know, you you get all things on the internet. The internet is very busy with lots of things, not just positivity, obviously. And, um, you know, the, the place of drama <laughs> in my life, it used to be, you know, every once in a while, I remember being in college and, you know, you find the celebrity gossip. And even still now, there'll be some YouTube channels. It's like, oh, what happened? I, don't, I didn't know. I didn't find. Let me see. Let me see. Let me look this up and see what happened. Right. That, that's the, that would be the place of drama. And of course, we all know the tabloids, magazines. You know, you go to the grocery store and you see the checkout counter with all the magazines telling you all the juicy gossip or drama in people's lives. Right. That used to be the main place. But in terms of community, like people who you actually know, you I I speak for myself when I say you I didn't really see too much unless it was actual beef and drama and like anger. People would say that face to face. But typically people were able to gather their thoughts and then share however they felt, whether it was mature or not to one another. But now we have online online. Yes. And, and that place is wild, wild west. Okay. Online, I spend a lot of time, obviously, social media platforms, groups that are here on my installation. There's so many of them. And so I'm there. And (laughs) it's funny, my friend, she sent me a message and she said, you know, I think that the anonymous posts have kind of gotten out of hand. And she was talking about one particular group. And I said, well, girl, what I miss? <laughs> what did I miss? Uh, and, and, you know, we had a little general conversation about that. But it got me to thinking, y'all. Back in the day, there would be people, you know, just chatting amongst one another in their little pockets and groups and saying things about other people and countering pretty vehemently what other people were saying. But they wouldn't say that necessarily to their faces. Some people would, obviously. There's always been that. But people tend to be much bolder when they are cushioned, right, by distance. And so that's typically the thing, you know, people have so many vibrant personalities on social media that they do not have in real life, right? And very strong opinions on social media that they would not necessarily share to someone's face in the same way. Now, it got me to thinking, you know, Mill Spouse Life, though, I'm seeing that on these social media groups, Facebook I'm talking about specifically, where you can have long-form pros and rants and that kind of thing. Oh, people people are, um, are trolling on these spaces, too. Now, if you're a Mill Spouse, you're probably thinking, yeah, of course. We already know that, but listen to what I'm saying now. It is one thing, as my friend, we're talking about anonymous posts, or if you see something that's happening in the world politically or a celebrity thing or some type of topic, and you want to troll and post something and no one knows you from Adam's Apple, then yes, that is quite con- That is quite common and celebrities talk about this all the time being trolled and you know these people don't even know them but they feel confident to say some really bold stuff now the thing though that I was just thinking about very recently was I have seen some posts 
that were not anonymous and pretty bold language to people in the same community. And I'm just like, y'all, y'all know that we live within the same block of each other. What is happening here? (laughs) And not, like I said, I try to live a positive lifestyle, so I'm not going to get too much into it. Y'all, but even in the middle spouse community, even when, I mean, and there have been plenty of times I've seen things in like bigger middle spouse communities where it's like across the U.S., And even then, I'm like, that's not a good idea. But they'll say some stuff to people, respond to people pretty nastily. And it's like, well, this person lives in Texas and I don't don't really know them or I don't know them at all, but I just have something to say, right? And even that is common, but I am quite flabbergasted by all of the comments in the same community. And I'm like, listen, y'all know we live on the same base, right? So in my community, there have been a couple of gates, right? There was Umbrella Gate this past, like, couple of weeks ago where someone made a post about kids and umbrellas and just being conscious of what you send your kids with to school, like in terms of jackets, rain jackets, umbrellas. Somebody made that post, right? I read the post and I was like, hmm, okay, moving on. But, uh, but, but however, Lee. But however, Lee, I looked down at some of the comments and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is Umbrella Gate. This wasn't just, you know, a PSA. This was Umbrella Gate. And I thought, you know, there are, y'all know we, we live in the same community. And some of the things that we are saying to one another, we, we, we're going to see each other. We live, we're going to see each other at the commissary. We are going to see each other at the playground when we are, you know, taking our kids. You're going to be taking your kids and see the same person. And it's just like, wow. Umbrella gate, swimming pool gate. Once again, some drama. I try to stay out of the drama, but I saw a little post and I was confused by it. Someone was just talking about what to do and what not to do. And it was a rant and it was on a male spouse page. And I thought, hmm, someone is upset. Someone is ranting. However, Lee. But however, Lee, there were people who came in and were really going in on this person. This person was coming commenting back to them. And they even said that they recognized, oh, I recognize your name. And I thought, oh my gosh. So y'all realize that if you recognize each other's names, we live on the same base. Are you are you willing to say these things to their faces? Or is this is this just an elevated trolling where I'm also going to troll people who I might have to know in some capacity, but I don't know. I, I mean, is that what's happening right now? Or is, is this happening in other communities? I don't know. I just am of the opinion that I don't want to make enemies with people who I actually might have to be at picnics with. That just, yeah, just let me just give them a chance. But anyway, that's just the way the world is working these days. Maybe it's kind of like next door, the app next door, where people just basically get on there to rant and complain about their neighbors and their neighbors are also on the app. So that's kind of uncomfortable. I don't know. It's it's an odd thing, y'all, that we are getting that aggressive online with people who we can actually have a conversation with in person that is civil to work out whatever issues we have with them. 
But apparently that's what we do these days. That is that is what is happening. And so I I, I said, you know what? Now these these little spaces are replacing those tabloid magazines and those little blogs. And it's like extra, extra read all about it. And when I say extra, I mean extra, extra stuff, just real extra language on these little middle spots pages. And we are reading all about that mess in these comments. Anyway, moving on to the last section of the podcast, I am going to read to you all a short piece. And it's not flash fiction this time because it actually is real. It is nonfiction. So let's call it flash nonfiction if that's the thing. And it is called Eyes Wide Open. And this is just a little piece about something that really happened to me in my sophomore year of college, or two things, I should say. Roommate A. The door connecting my roommate's room to my walkthrough room with no privacy opened, and before I could get a good morning in, she burst out with words spilling off her lips. Okay, so I know I look ridiculous, but my mom got this for me, and it's warm, and it's comfortable, and I don't know. She giggled nervously. In front of my eyes stood a tall, oval-faced, 20-year-old woman with a brown leopard print zip-up onesie nightgown, complete with padded feet and floor grips keeping her warm on a cool New York City morning. There's no need to apologize, I said with a grin, eyes wide open in amusement. As long as you're warm and you're comfortable, that's all that matters. Tiptoeing across my room towards the bathroom, she added, Yeah, well, you know, I just know that it looks ridiculous, but it's so warm. I didn't want you to think that I was crazy or something. No judgments here, I shouted, thinking that there was always some new curiosity with that girl. Roommate B. Hungry and in a hurry, I waltzed into our dorm suite, washed my hands, and proceeded towards the refrigerator and the food I had set aside for my lunch. Looking in our small fridge, I squinted in confusion, not finding my food where I put it. Um, Kalisha? I turned around to see my other roommate hiding part of her body in the doorway to her private room. Not normally able to sit still as a busy dancer and student, her stiff figure summoned my full attention. I wanted to tell you that I ate some of your food, and I really apologize, she continued. It was just that I was so hungry, and I just came back from a rehearsal, and I saw your pancakes, and I was like, ah, and I ate like two of them, and I hesitated. Incredulous but recovered as my freckled, curly-haired dancer roommate awaited my response with pleading eyes. I appreciate you for telling me, I said after a deep inhalation, eyes wide open in confusion. I wonder what happened to them. She nodded, rushing her words forward like a horse jockey in a race. Yeah, I thought about it, and I know that wasn't cool, so I wanted to tell you. She bowed her head low in shame like a kid. Yeah, well, thanks for telling me. Just as long as, yeah, 
she interjected quickly. It won't happen again. Conscious cleared, she retreated back into her room and prepared to leave for the afternoon. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. Station with Stories, of course, as always, check me out on social media. YouTube, Station with Stories, Instagram and Twitter, stationed underscore story. Definitely check out the website as well, stationwithstories.com. And of course, wherever you are listening, definitely give the podcast all the stars, review it, share it with a friend or someone you do not know at all. Because like I said, people are saying all kinds of things online to people who they know and they don't know. And, And so, you know, be bold. You be bold and share this podcast with other people too. And I will be back with you next week. Station with stories. This is your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps.